Betting trends are everywhere. 89% have the bets at the under. So is it just a trend? You could try to zig when everyone else is zagging and go the other way on some of these. Or is there some truth behind those numbers? They're going to play the Chiefs. They're going to play the Chargers. Eagles. This schedule's brutal. It's time to find out. It's trend or truth on BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. You know what you guys could do? You could zig when everyone else is zagging. <laughs> I'd like to hear Welcome Joe say BetQL. brutal. It's <laughs> brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> Go falsetto. Welcome back to Make All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, the zigging Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to trend or truth in just a bit, but first we have some BetMGM insights to share with you concerning how the public is betting on Super Wild Card Weekend. In terms of the most bet on games, the Rams, right. Lions, Revenge Factor, that's number one. But number two is interesting, the Browns and the Texans. This matters because the Browns happen to be the most bet on team at minus two and a half, and they are the most bet on in terms of handle at minus two and a half. And most uh, bets that are going over the 44 and a half is in the Browns-Texans game. So what does that mean in terms of the public loving the Browns so gosh darn much, Joe? Uh, is it Flacco love? I don't know. Is it just the better team? Is it? I think there's a lot of stuff that's piling up that, that this is how we're getting here. The team that doesn't have much experience. And the number, where they put the number. Is it one of the most public bets if it's three? You know, like they, they made it shy right. of a field goal. And I wonder if it would be as popular as it has been if it was initially put at three instead of uh, inside of a field goal where it was, you know, two two for a night. And then it's been two and a half since. And now it's three at a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's the Browns defense, the quarterback with more experience. I'm I'm just going to say it's got to be those two things is what has don't laugh. Are you going to make a joke? I see it in your yeah. eyes, Joe. I was just going to ask you, since everybody's zigging, are you going to be zagging on this game? <laughs> on the Texans? Well, yeah. like I said earlier, I already have Texans futures and Browns futures, so yeah, I don't know if I'll be there playing this game. Nice. Okay. Trend or truth time. Uh, so here's one that I found that I wanted to, to share with the group and it involves the weather because we have two weather games and here's one that I find interesting when it comes to the Dolphins Chiefs affair, uh, which could have a wind chill of zero degrees. The Miami Dolphins have lost their last 10 games when the temperature at kickoff is less than 40 degrees. So is this a trend or a truth? Can you repeat that one more time? What The Dolphins so, have lost their last 10 yeah. games when temperature at kickoff is under 40 degrees. Under 40 wow. Degrees. Yeah, they are a warm weather team. Is this team built to win in cold weather? No, it is not. No, <laughs> no not, not even a little bit. And some people would say, you know, to his arm is not good for cold weather. And, and they're at their best when the receivers are 100% healthy and they're able to to move the ball through the air. And, man, like, yes, they do have a strong run game. We get that. But part of the reason the strong, strong run game happens is because of the aerial attack. So, yeah, 
Yeah, this is this is kind of truth. It's a warm weather team. It's the way they're built. So, yeah, I understand why I think it's going to be 11 in a row. Yeah, I'm going to say truth, too. I mean, how do you even prepare for something like that? <laughs> even just going to some of these cold weather cities, if you're not used to it, it could be so jarring. There's just real no real way to get yourself ready for that. So I'm going to say truth. I'm going to go with truth as well, more for the matchup here than it is anything about Miami. Cause I think this chiefs offense as conservative as it is throwing behind the line of scrimmage, throwing less than 10 air yards, seemingly every time going to your tight end a lot, even though he's legit. I think that even if say Travis Kelsey were average, they'd still target him a lot. I think this chiefs offense is built for cold weather and they should be able to handle these conditions much more readily than the dolphins who like to air it out to Tyreek kill a good bit you're not gonna be able to do that in these conditions especially a night game out at arrowhead so yeah i think this is truth specifically for this matchup so joe what do you have in terms of a trend that might be a truth i thought this is pretty interesting to remind people of what happened last year and we've talked a little bit about it i've heard others talk about it it's going to be talked about a whole lot more by the time we get to kick off on saturday um and we just kind of hinted at it in that with that uh houston Cleveland point spread. Now, it, first time quarterbacks in the playoffs. They are a popular fade. It's probably what's happening uh, with that Houston Cleveland number. But um, let's, so it's, I think the number's like at 38% right now, ATS, mm-hmm. the first time quarterbacks. If you go to last year, though, before last year's wild card, it was at 29%, 14, 35, and 1 ATS. Why? Because these first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs that a lot of people were fading did very well. Daniel Jones won outright at Minnesota. You had Tyler Huntley covering. You had Skylar Thompson covering the point spread. So just last year in the wild card matchups, we had three examples of first-time quarterbacks getting it done in the wild card. So do we want to go with the larger sample? Uh, Let's just say uh, for fading quarterbacks in the playoffs, for the first time, the numbers still say it's profitable, even though it kind of changed last year. Trend or truth fading first time QBs? I might say truth here. I just think truth. that once you get to this level, it's tough. There's There are going to be some rare, exceptional quarterbacks, and maybe CJ Stroud is one of them, but... I would say overall, this is truth. I'm going trend here because I think the market, more than anything else, understands how first-year quarterbacks perform in the playoffs. And I think in terms of coaching, that has gotten a lot better. In terms of finding just the right matchup, that's gotten a lot better. Like, we... I. I got to believe all of us agree that Joe Flacco is going to have a bad game in him. The question is, will this Browns defense overcome that and still be able to win a ball game that way? Well, what if Joe Flacco's bad game is the first one against the Texans? Now, this is not a pass defense that that naturally concerns me here. But if Flacco does have that bad game, absolutely the Texans can win. That's why the number is about right at two and a half. Now, if it gets to three, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you adjust accordingly. But I think this is more of a trend than anything else. I think this is a popular thing that ultimately we have reacted to and is going to cease to be something that you can capitalize on in terms of some sort of trend that, you know, not everybody knows about. 
can I say truth for this specific circumstance? Because you are like CJ Stroud looked good at times during that Colts game. Mm-hmm. That first pass, awesome, won the game. In between, not the best. Mm-hmm. And there's still like the lingering concussion um, against this Browns defense. I think in this situation, it's probably truth. I would have liked to see like midseason cooking CJ Stroud against, I don't know, maybe just like not against this defense. It would still be tough. Um, I think in this situation, it's probably truth. Like more than three, I'll have to consider the Texans, but Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to, it's a bad match. I'm going to, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with trend, uh, and I'm trying not to overreact to what we saw last year, but those were some very poor quarterbacks that ended up covering. Um, mm-hmm. And Stroud is not a guy that strikes me as the moment being too big for him, and I think that's what we do. We do see it a lot in this large sample size that we had when it was 35, 14, and one the other way. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm going to say trend because I I think quarterbacks that we see, young quarterbacks that we see now more and more, and for the most part, those that are going to fit into this moving forward are young quarterbacks. They ain't scared, you know, like some of these other quarterbacks that we've seen in the past. And uh, Stroud, I don't don't think is at all. Yeah, I definitely agree with that part. Sure. But I think Stroud is built different than some other rookies. (laughs) Right, right. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, absolutely some of them. But, you know, it is funny with, like, Skylar Thompson. Like, Mike McDaniel made Skylar Thompson serviceable enough to nearly upset the Bills. And maybe that's, like, the one concern that I have about the Dolphins in this Mm -hmm. playoff matchup. Like, it's so easy to fade them, but I'm like, good grief. Like, we faded the Dolphins at the end of last year, and they nearly shocked the world. Like, could that happen again? I don't know. It's hard. So I have Sorry. one, but I don't. Does anyone know how Road Dogs did ATS last year in the Wild Card Weekend? Because I found um, something that would apply for Trend or Truth, but it was dating before last season, where Road Dogs did very well ATS, even if the home team did win outright. But I'm wondering what we think about something like that this year. Could the Road, Road Dogs be barking ATS? Road dog. So Seattle last year in the wild card round did not come close. They were a heavy mm-hmm. road dog. Uh, who else? The Cowboys. Uh, Miami. Miami covered. And they covered. Giants. Yeah. Giants won. Miami covered. Um, Baltimore covered. Road dogs did excellent last year. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think going back like five years, there was a couple years where the road dogs ATS. Um, they all, it was eight and oh or whatever. So two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if now, like we got the Rams plus three and a half Packers Steelers, um, it, and then the dolphins, you know, is this a situation where maybe we want to consider some road dogs? I, I wouldn't guess. because of some of the ones trend? you just mentioned for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I would because of the trend. But yeah, there are some some interesting spots. There's one I really like, so I'll consider some, but not so much because of the trend. It's just the matchup. 
Yeah, I don't know if, like, because it's wild card weekend, that intrinsically means that road teams can play better because you're taking out the one seeds and previously two seeds. I, in, in that respect, it's more of a trend to me. But I would not be surprised if I'm going to bet at least, like, one or two road dogs to cover and maybe even a little on the money line. Like, I could definitely see myself doing that a couple times. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Sammy P has the latest on the future of the New England Patriots, plus his favorite wild card plays, and maybe we will even get a glimpse into next year's college football playoff. That's coming up on the BetQL Network.